There is a war going on to save the living from the undead. Get moving, get moving, get moving. Don't worry about the zombies. Shoot them and move. Shoot them and move. It's a zombie apocalypse. Appropriately, perhaps, in Las Vegas. A million-dollar side hustle created by a veteran of the Army Rangers and Delta Force, along with his buddies. You know, there's guys here that were in the unit that uh, killed Uday and Kuse, Saddam's sons. There's guys here that hunted Zarqawi. We've got guys here that, um, you know, were in Tora Bora. What none of these battle-tested veterans expected is that this strange success would take such a toll. You have no idea what you don't know. until you jump into that firestorm. They'll never take our freedom! Welcome to the finale of season two of Strange Success, the CNBC podcast which takes you through the journeys of not-so-normal entrepreneurs who have not-so-normal business ideas. This one I've been sitting on for a while. You're listening to a 90-minute experience fighting zombies inside a massive blacked-out warehouse, which cost me $200 in Las Vegas back in 2016. I can't see anything. What did I just do? It's set up like a destroyed city at midnight. I don't know where I'm going. I got one! This experience was created by a company called Adventure Combat Ops, and I originally approached this story with skepticism. When I first visited, the doors had been open for only seven months, and while the goal was to survive the zombie apocalypse, I wasn't sure the business itself would survive. We had six people our first weekend. Six people. We had over 800 slots to fill in the weekend. We had six people show up. That is Travis Krauss, the founder and CEO, and this is our interview from 2016. In my experience, this is as close as you're actually going to get to combat without having to worry about actually going to combat. When you arrive at Adventure Combat Ops, which is located west of the Las Vegas Strip, your visit begins with training by a team which includes a lot of former military. Give it a swift kick. Foot comes down to the other side of the threshold. With me are around a dozen people. I know at least one guy is retired law enforcement. There's also a young woman, somebody's girlfriend, who's been dragged along and she doesn't seem very excited. But we are taught how to work as a team to clear a room. Just remember, it's imperative, do not walk into the center of the room once you first make entry, and do not cross in front of somebody else's muzzle. Keep your trigger finger off of that curved trigger until you're actively engaged in threat. Reach into your kit, secure one magazine. We receive our weapons, basically an airsoft gun, our combat gear, though I have a hard time with my goggles, they keep fogging up, but I decide I'm going to give this thing my best shot. Uh, that's me taking my best shot. After we're done training, we will soon go into the makeshift city where the battle will take place and we'll start taking out zombies. My group is led by a guy called Wombat, and Travis Krauss says Wombat is a typical employee. For the most part, most of us come from similar backgrounds, Special Forces, Delta Force, SEALs, Rangers, stuff like that. But they're, they're kind of a, a unique, unique cut, you know, coming from that background, but they're also the ones that have goofy personalities that like people. If you do have to get bit, by all means, please attempt to get bit in the hand, arm, foot, or leg. Macro level is 
a lot of us have military and primarily special operations background experience and I own another <clears throat> defense contracting firm that does a lot of training with military and State Department special operations and in doing so we put on these very large robust um, you know highly demanding high risk high kinetic high op tempo type training exercises and in doing this experience you know with federal government one one day one of the guys that worked with us said hey why, why don't we why don't we make something like this for fun for a regular Joe off the street to come in and, and play with us? You know, so we took a lot of our skill set, our experience, uh, both active duty, both combat, and also in the corporate uh, training sector, and brought it all together here, sprinkled some Vegas glitter on it, and voila. What's your background? My background had me in uh, military special ops. I was with the Rangers, then with the Delta Force after that. And what kind of action did you see? I had uh, deployments to the war, different countries. We'll get back to the battle to save humanity shortly. But meantime, Travis Krauss takes me on a tour backstage. This is one of our shuttles. The shuttle, which travels around the Las Vegas Strip picking up customers, is an apocalyptic troop carrier with parts of zombies hanging off the front. Our first business model, you know, when we wrote this up, it was a traveling tour, if you will, like a rock, rock concert, right? We were really successful in Wentz, Miami, did our beta test. Really successful weekend, but it just killed the staff. It was just too logistically demanding. No sleep, working around the clock to set this up, and everybody was just, just dead in the water. And I remember coming home from that just exhausted, going, wow, we can't, this business model can't happen. What do we got to do to fix it? His wife encouraged him to set up permanent shop in Las Vegas, a city where people come seeking thrills. How much did it cost and where'd you get your money to get this whole thing going? We're, we're over a couple million into this to get it up and running from you know conception to where we're at now. Yeah, co collectively I've got over a million into this myself. And I'll say part of the outside sourcing, uh, some of that was from the bank in Nevada. They dropped us you know, 400, 400 grand, 400 plus. We worked so hard, we continued to change and evolve and adjust this business model and a business plan, a lot of time, a lot of money, uh, coming here, you know, trying to get the permits and the approval to do what we wanted to do. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but because it's new and it's unique, you know, some of the officials around here loved us and they're like, you guys are awesome, this looks great, but you want to do what in my city? For example, the structure they took over had to be rezoned and it needed a fire plan. And fire is something that you don't mess around with around here due to the, you know, the fire of the MGM, with the MGM back in the 80s. And so around here, we literally had to write up a fire execution plan here, a fire egress plan. We had to write it up. We had to measure out, you know, everything from the smoke detectors inside the structures to over 80, 80 sprinkler drops. It took a lot of ingenuity and it took a lot of us with our, our background, honestly, being able to just figure stuff out because that's, that's our motto in the company. That's what's gotten us to where we're at. We didn't know what we didn't know. We didn't know how to do a lot of this stuff, but every one of us looks at each other and we go, man, how are we going to do this? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Who brought up the zombie twist? American society. <laughs> I don't get the zombie thing, honestly, but, you know, what's the biggest show on TV right now, right? Number one and number two, you know, zombies are a great metaphor. Go, 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 go. Back to the actual experience itself, after I go through training with my motley crew, we head out on our mission to start hunting zombies. It is pitch black, 
There are burned out buildings and cars and crazy lights and loud music. The company spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to build this out. Wombat, my leader, orders us to start clearing buildings and zombies pop out everywhere. I got the door. Shoot him and move. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Got him. This goes on for almost an hour. Eventually, my zombie killing skills improve, though I think I killed a few of my colleagues in friendly fire because I was so enthusiastic about, you know, everything. I don't trust these things to stay dead. It's exhausting. And exhilarating. I got a 249. Where do you find your zombies? Our, our zombie actors come from a gamut, but for the most part, a lot of them are, you know, young local talent, uh, art majors or acting majors. They just want to come here and make a little extra money. But the battle to create a zombie battle business got close to defeat before the first shot was fired. Spent a lot of money on the wrong people that overpromised and underdelivered. And that's something new to us. New lesson we had to learn is that you know we're nothing special, um, but basic principles I think are ingrained within us, and we can't understand why that's not common across the commercial sector. Day one, you open the door. What the hell happened? Nothing. <laughs> so we had certain people that uh, claimed they were going to be able to get the numbers for us. They didn't. We had six people our first weekend. Six people. We had over 800 slots to fill in the week and we had six people show up. Just, let me tell you this, the Field of Dreams business model doesn't work. If you build it, they will come. Doesn't work, uh-uh. Because if they don't know about it, they don't know where to come. They don't know what to come to, right? And so we've had some people that were just, man, they were right there with us and everything's great and then we'd hit a wall and man, they just got tiny heart syndrome and disappeared. So many people have over-promised and under-delivered. For a guy who's seen a lot, and a lot of it not good, creating this business tested Travis Krauss in ways he did not imagine. It will indeed take more time than what you think. It will indeed take more money than what you think. And if it's anything worth having, it will indeed take more from you than you'll ever be able to imagine. I tell people, you know, growing up in the Ranger Battalion and then going on to Delta Force after that, I tell people that, no kidding, I would go through Ranger School and Delta Selection back to back twice before I would voluntarily endure this again. And I'm a hard dude. So why stay? Why do it? Krause stands up and walks away to gather himself. A minute later, he returns. I, I didn't mean to... No, not at all. Press a button. I came off of two weeks. Uh, I just got back early this morning. I spent the last two weeks with my other company off with some units doing some work. I'm riding on very little sleep and very high stress. No, so. I'm, I'm, I uh, apologize. No, I didn't mean to don't, press a button. Don't. We can, uh, You're fine. We, we, so, uh, so why do it? Why hang it? Why do it?
because people are counting on me. Hold your ground, folks! Back inside the battle, after spending the better part of an hour trying to clear buildings and kill zombies, we approach our final showdown. Here's the deal. I kind of got into it. It wasn't real, but it felt kind of real. And for Travis Krauss and some veterans, it's a strange sort of therapy. There's a veteran, uh, charity veteran organization that came through. And, and yeah, a bunch of them, you know, had issues with PTS. Notice I didn't say D because it's not actually disordered. So we call it PTS inside the community for those of us that, uh, you know, deal with it. Research by Brown University says 2.7 million Americans have served in Afghanistan and Iraq since 9-11. We have been at war so long that some new recruits were not even born when the terror attacks happened. And of the returning veterans, the VA estimates as many as one in five suffer some sort of post-traumatic stress. To some extent, uh, pretty much my whole staff's got it, you know at various levels, so keep that in context. But, uh, you know, these guys, if you don't know exactly what to expect when you come in here, they were a little tense at first, but see, you gotta understand the big picture of it and why it's actually therapeutic. Because it's contained. Because they know that it's, it's, a, it's a production and they're in control of it. And they know that they're safe. Granted, the, the subconscious triggering, you know, might come for someone have a, you know, have a battery, they hear, you know, one of the bombs go off, and, you know, they flinch but it doesn't take long before they realize they're in complete control. They're writing the script here. It allows them to kind of control. This is, this is another one I'm sensitive to. I can bet. But it allows them to control the nightmares. All right, you guys without fail, you without falter, you give them everything you have. We commence the last battle. The dirty dozen of us facing off an approaching band of, I don't know, 20 or 30 zombies. You will take from them everything and give them nothing. They may have taken this village, but they'll never take our freedom! Come on! Ah! <laughs> My heart is racing. Clearing here. This may shock you, but we won! We saved humanity! You guys You got it! You just saved the world! And then we all laugh and relax, and we thank the zombies for doing such a good job. <laughs> Even the girlfriend who was dragged to this thing seems elated. I was terrified. Our biggest weekend? Yeah. You ready for this? And I don't want this to sound sacrilegious, but Christmas! It was awesome! <laughs> And we were even closed half the weekend, and it was still somehow our biggest weekend. It was crazy. Okay, that was three years ago. And three years after I visited, Adventure Combat Ops is still killing it as a business. It now brands itself as Apocalypse Vegas, and Travis Krause says annual revenues are around $2 million. Tens of thousands of people come through the doors every year, paying $120 to $200 for 90 minutes of fun and fear. It's become a corporate team-building event because you can tell a lot about an employee by the way he or she performs in the battle to save humanity. 
And so this one time we had this big corporate event and uh, had this one guy on my team and he was just wired for sound. And we're in one of the houses, this one right here, as a matter of fact, in the back door, I told him, I said, hey, John, stand right there, pull security in that door, make sure nothing comes in and gets us from the back. Well, everybody else is in the house working and doing all the stuff they're doing during the operation, right, during the mission. And as soon as I pointed, he looks at me and he goes, Roger that. And he took off running out the door. And he just took off. And I looked at everybody else, and they looked at me, and their eyes got this big, and they're all colleagues, right? They all know each other. And we're looking at each other with wide eyes, and I took off out the door. I had to go run him down and catch him. And bring him back in. I said, where are you going? He goes, I don't know. You just said go that way. And I said, no. I told you to stand at the door. So I drug him back. You know, it's all in roll, right? So it's 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 like a movie script that you're constantly, you know, ad libbing and 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 evolving and, and playing off of the people. And so I brought it back in. I pushed it back in the corner and I looked at this young lady and I said, "He's lost his mind. You keep your eye on him. If he moves, shoot him." And she looks at me. And she goes, "Gladly." Well, later on, I come to find out it was her husband. <laughs> so. To find out what doesn't work is going to be so much more important than to find out what does work. And you're going to have to typically find out what doesn't work before you find out what does work. Uh, I had a mentor say this to me one time. He said, don't, I'm not telling you, Travis, to be negative or to always be down uh, and not hope for the best. He said, however, be very concerned when things are going smoothly. Things are going smoothly. Number one, it's only a matter of time, just in principle, but it's only a matter of time if you're growing because you can't grow until you figure out what doesn't work. You can't grow until you've made enough mistakes to learn from to be successful. When did it turn around? It hasn't yet. Well, three years later, I think it's safe to say it has turned around. Though this is still just a side hustle, Travis Krause continues to run his first company training government employees to go into dangerous parts of the world. But the profit margins on the zombie side are much, much larger. Not a bad second act for someone who has seen so much real combat. Do you miss it? I miss it with every fiber of my existence. Thank you for listening to this episode and this season of CNBC Strange Success. I'm Jane Wells, and this podcast is written and produced by me, along with producers Candace Goldman, Ellen Egith, and Janice Pettit. Editing and mixing by Candace Goldman. I hope these stories have inspired you as they've inspired me. Meeting people who never gave up on an entrepreneurial dream, no matter how crazy everyone else thought it was. God made me tenacious beyond what most people would ever be able to comprehend. And we continue to look for other people with the tenacity to pursue a strange success.